The following talk was given at Mile High Church in Lakewood, Colorado. Please visit our website at milehighchurch.org. As Reverend Josh mentioned, they are going to hear uh, some different perspectives this morning on planting seeds of intention. And I, uh, st- I want to start this morning with a quote by uh, Jean Houston. She says, Just as you would not neglect the seeds that you planted with hope that they will bear vegetables and fruits and flowers, so you must attend to nourish the garden of your becoming. So Jean Houston invites us to nourish the garden of our becoming. And I think this can be a daunting prospect in the times we live in. So many of us lead these very busy and full lives, and that's a wonderful thing. But often it's so hectic, and we find that we don't have time to rest, or we don't have boundaries, or we never take a break. We have texts and emails and phone calls and tweets and Facebook and Instagram constantly bombarding us. It never seems to stop. And so, I don't know about you, but sometimes when I hear things like, we must nourish the garden of our becoming, I think, wow, that's great. So let me check my schedule to see when I can get around to doing that. And so this morning I want to talk a little bit about how we can incorporate that into our very busy lives. There's something called sacrifice syndrome, where this very hectic, crazy busyness becomes the norm. And so how do we move beyond that? Because when that becomes the norm, then we miss those moments of enjoyment, and we miss the opportunity to nourish the garden of our becoming. Author and speaker Polly Campbell says, I like thinking back on the goals I've achieved and those that I'm still chasing after. I'm an accomplished type A to-do lister. That organized planned approach helps me get things done. But when I reflect on some of the so-called bigger things that I've accomplished, it's almost always the people and experiences that I've encountered en route to that goal that leave me feeling the most fulfilled. And so how can we spend more time, instead of focusing on the A to Z and the to-do list, how can we spend more time on the joy of the journey? So I want to leave you with, really quickly, three things. Number one is focus solely on the present moment. Instead of worrying about the past or bemoaning the past and worrying about the future, just focus on the present moment. Because what if we created this amazing life based just on beautiful present moments? Number two, focus on feeling good. Are we waiting to be happy? I have to admit that I sometimes find myself doing this. Oh, I'll be happy when, when that situation's resolved, when that person's no longer in my life, when that issue gets resolved, then I'll be happy. Or we make our happiness contingent on external circumstances. I'll be happy when I get the new house. I'll be happy when I'm in the new relationship. I'll be happy when I get that perfect new job. Instead of focusing on that, just welcome the feeling. Focus on the emotion of happiness. So go for the feeling first. 
This infuses you with the positive emotion, which will attract to you the happiness that you desire. And the third thing is be open and receptive to whatever comes your way. It's so important not to limit ourselves to thinking we need to change our lives in just one single way. By recognizing that we have the creativity of the universe at our disposal, we can open ourselves up to experiences, to resources, to help that might not look like what we expected. Jean Houston, in her book called The Possible Human, talks about a great story about a man who wanted to create a brand new driveway. And he wanted to have this beautiful new driveway, but he didn't know how he was going to afford it because he couldn't afford the cement. But he decided to go ahead and do it anyway. So he gets some two-by-fours, and he lays out this beautiful framework for the driveway. And he kind of looks at it, and he goes to bed that night thinking oh my gosh, I don't know how I'm going to come up with the cement to create this driveway. And there was an inner voice that said, don't make it happen, make it welcome. So he goes to sleep, and the next morning he is awoken by this calamitous noise going outside in the street. And he looks out his window to discover that two trucks have collided in the street. And one of them has overturned in his front yard. And it's a cement truck that is now pouring cement into the mold that he laid out the night before. I love this story because it reminds us that God expresses into the mold that we create. And when we can focus on the present moment, when we can focus on being happy, and when we can be open and receptive to whatever comes our way, then we have this beautiful opportunity to move into creating that garden of our becoming. And so as we move into this new year, I want to remind us all not to worry about making it happen, just make it welcome. Increase my faith In the things I cannot see In the things I cannot prove Yet I choose to believe When my confidence fades Oh, it's these words I pray Oh, increase my faith Increase my faith Open my mind To the things I need to know Thoughts I need to hold And the ones I can let go 
help me be wise and see the world through others' eyes. Oh, open my mind, open my The Trappist monk, Thomas Merton, once said, Every moment and every event of every man's life on earth plants something in his soul. For just as the wind carries thousands of winged seeds, so each moment brings with it germs of spiritual vitality that come to rest imperceptibly in the minds and wills of men. Most of the unnumbered seeds perish and are lost because men are not prepared to receive them, for such seeds as these cannot spring up anywhere except in the good soil of freedom, spontaneity, and love." One of the things that Thomas Merton is pointing out in this quote is that we are always surrounded, like numerous seeds in the air, we are surrounded by opportunity, possibility, potentiality. But if we are not open and receptive to them, then like those seeds, they will perish and not come to fruition. I want to demonstrate for you something that is very important, I think, to keep in mind when you are setting intentions. Imagine, if you will, that my left hand is where you are currently in some place in your life, your current financial condition, your current relationship, your current state of health. And my right hand represents my intention, where I want to be the ideal that in truth I am already within the mind of God. This is a rubber band. When I create an intention, I place myself in tension. And this can be very uncomfortable. There's a dissonance, a potential disconnect between where I currently am and where I am desiring and intending to be. And if we have really stretched ourselves, then that can be quite uncomfortable. And the soul, our, our being, our self, doesn't necessarily like that and desires to resolve this tension. This tension cannot be held for long. And it occurs to me, if I let go of one of the ends of this rubber band right now, something very unexpected and undesirable would happen. So in order, there's there's one of two ways that this tension can be resolved. Either we will give up on our intention. It will be just another New Year's resolution that we have forgotten in a month or two. We'll fall into doubt, we'll fall into fear, we'll convince ourselves of all of the reasons why it can't happen, we're too this or we're not enough that. 
And that will be the end of our intention. We won't be in tension anymore. That's a good thing. But we won't have changed or grown anymore. The other way of resolving it is if we become anchored in our intention. We engage in our spiritual practice. We follow the feeling, as Reverend Carroll was talking about. We, we find ourselves in a supportive spiritual community. We, we surround ourselves with like-minded others, and we don't quit. We, we simply affirm that this is already done. And then we are pulled into our intention like this. We become our intention. So this is what I would suggest to you as you are working on your intentions today and in the, in the coming days and in the coming years. Get very rooted in your attention. Don't run from the tension, from the, dis, the discord feeling, the, the discomfort. Let it pull you into your intention so that you become that thing that in the mind of God you already are. Peaceful and free Oh, that's how I want to be It's the gift I want to give To the people I lead Let each of us sing Our own harmony Oh, peaceful and free Peaceful and free Increase my faith In the things I cannot see In the things I cannot prove Yet I choose to believe And when my confidence fades Oh, it's these words I pray Oh, increase my faith Increase my Thank you, Tom. You know, I love all this stuff about planting seeds, being a good uh, gardener that I am. 
This is a great time of year for gardeners. We get all our catalogs in the mail, and it uh, provides us with new hope. And um, one thing I'm always reminded of is when we get seed catalogs in the mail, there aren't any pictures of seeds in there. There are pictures of plants. There are pictures of everything fully grown, and that's the way we plant seeds here, too. And uh, I'm remembered of... Reminded of something Thomas Jefferson said when he retired from public office. He was a great gardener, and he said, I'm an old man, but I'm a young gardener. And uh, I think of that and uh, the possibility that seeds bring us. And uh, a lot of times people wonder, what the heck are you teaching our kids on Sunday morning? And this is what we're teaching them about the seed, the soil, and the plant. It's a timeless uh, metaphor, and I think it's the very heart the very foundation of our teaching here in the science of mind of, uh, of planting seeds. And that's the opportunity that we always have, and that's what we're always doing. Um, <clears throat> I get the opportunity to teach the Bible here. Some of you might remember that. That's a black book that's hidden in your home somewhere. And uh, in, the, um, in the Gospel of Mark, the first Gospel that was written, uh, he talks about Jesus' teaching and the first parable that Jesus comes out with, he taught in parables. The first parable is the parable of the sower. And as the story goes in Mark, there, there's a great group gathered around, and, and Jesus goes out into a boat and speaks to the people that are on the shoreline. And the first thing he says is, listen. This is his first parable, listen. A sower went out to sow, and he sowed. Some seed fell upon the, the path, and the birds ate it. That was the end of those seeds. And then other seeds fell on uh, shallow ground, stony ground. And, uh, you know, they didn't have much of a root. So when they grew up, they were scorched by the sun and faded away quickly. And then other seeds were cast in where the thorns and the, and the weeds were. And as the, the weeds grew up, they gobbled up those other seeds that didn't have a chance to grow. And then there was other seeds that landed on good soil grew up to multiply 20, 30, 100 times of what they'd started. And then he said, and if you have ears to listen, listen. And he was done. And I can just imagine the moment all those people going, what? What is he talking about? And I think it's a great thing that he taught in metaphors and that he taught in parables. Give us the opportunity to figure out the deeper meaning of what's going on. And it can seem very simple, but it's the deepest of things that we are here to build our consciousness, here to build our consciousness so this incredible good that's all around us has a place to land and a place to grow. So I get the opportunity this morning to uh, sing a song with you, Uh, but first I want to give you this quote by Ernest Holmes. He was into this metaphor too. Guard well this garden of your mind, it is God's garden of your soul. It is your garden of Eden, wherein may grow your fondest desires and hopes, blossoming into fulfillment. Or, if you permit, the weeds of destruction, fear, and doubt will choke out the beauty. The beauty of hope, until despair alone remains. Watch carefully, then, the garden of your soul. Plant there only seeds of happiness, of joy, of peace, and of goodwill. Go often into your garden, sitting under the tree of life in cool, quiet communion. You will find fresh inspiration. God himself will go forth anew into creation through you. That's the truth. So you ready to sing one with me? I'm counting on you.
I always feel like a rock star when Tom hands me my guitar like that. It's kind of, you are a rock star. Kind of a great moment for me. The world is a garden, so fertile and fine. And we get to tend it. While we're together in time We've been a greenhouse What a beautiful show We're learning by reaping All the seeds that we sow We're growing our garden We're planting good seeds Loving the rain Love in the sun, we got all that we need. Already seeing the harvest that'll come in its own good time. Growing our garden, and we're all growing up just fine. When the weeds come a calling, those weeds always do. Take time to pull them So all the good can get through So glad to be in this garden Working together with you Keeping it simple And we're keeping it true We're growing our garden We're planting good seeds Loving the rain, loving the sun, we got all that we need. Already seeing the harvest that'll come in its own good time. We're growing our garden, and we're all growing up just fine. While we're together in time We live in a greenhouse What a beautiful show We're learning by reaping All the seeds that we sow Let me hear you We're growing our garden We're planting good seeds Loving the rain Loving the sun, we got all that we need. Already seeing the harvest that'll come in its own good time. We're growing our garden, and we're all growing up just fine. 
I just love that song because it reminds me of all our children singing at day camp. And uh, it brings in that beautiful, innocent energy into the room with our intentions. So uh, you have, or you are going to, before I begin to share from my heart to you, the ushers are going to pass to you a little wax heart. Now, what I want you to do with that heart right now is just to put it in the warmth of your hand, and um, I'll instruct you as to what we will be doing with those. But right now, just put them into your hand. Um, Realize that everything happens in the universe starts with intentions, not with wanting, but with intentions. And we have heard that We want to welcome those intentions, and we need to believe. We need to have that faith, and faith means that we believe to be able to plant these seeds. And uh, my little quote, I chuckle because uh, it's by, um, not that it's, I'm not chuckling at the Tao Te Ching, but nature does not hurry, yet everything is always accomplished. Um, I just picked out in the parking lot before I came uh, into this service, and my Jeep is still melting up on my mountain. It was very, very cold, and I went to get in the Jeep, and I couldn't because it's just frozen. So I finally did get in through the passenger side. Good thing no one was watching. (laughs) So on the way down the mountain, I'm repeating, nature does not hurry, yet everything is always accomplished. And so I recognize in that uh, accomplishment, I think about a farmer's field. A farmer cannot hurry that seed. We cannot hurry our intentions. But we recognize that it has been received by nature itself. The great um, poet Hazrath Khan wrote that he believed that the only holy scripture ever written was nature itself. So nature beholds each one of us as a cosmic seed. And I want to quote from uh, Carlos Castaneda. He wrote, In the universe there is an immeasurable, indestructible force which shamans call intent. And absolutely everything that exists is from intent. The entire cosmos is attached to intent by a connecting link. Now, what do you suppose that connecting link is in the whole gamut of God, of nature itself? 
I believe that that connecting link is that living soul. It is the spirit. It is the God of our being. And Ernest Holmes wrote in his cosmology, he wrote that he believed that we didn't come from a divine plan, but we all have come from a divine pattern. And the word pattern also refers to law. We're constantly saying that we're speaking these words into a law. We're speaking them into a pattern. The link, the pattern, what is that? If it is not the infinite spirit itself, if it is not that love intelligence that resides within your heart and resides within my heart. So today we are, we're planting seeds. We're planting an intention for ourselves moving into this new cycle of 2020 and also planting an intention for this amazing spiritual community. So we are going deep, as Reverend Simon said. We're going deep into the soil, into the soul of who we are. And so... I'm going to offer just a little prayer right now so that you can go deep into your soil for your intent. So in this very moment, I behold that presence of the infinite. It is the very breath that is breathing me. It is the very breath that is breathing each one of us. And so I behold the intention, the intention that is that internal connection the connecting link. It is the link of intelligence and love that makes all things manifest. So I behold the intentions of good health and healing, the good intention of abundance, recognizing that all our needs are abundantly met, recognizing that love is ever so present that everything that I do is done in love. And all the 101 intentions that are filling this room right now, I give thanks for them. I am ever so grateful. And we do declare it into that universal law, into that universal pattern that absolutely knows this manifestation. So I give thanks, and I declare it into being. And so as you hold your little intention in your hand, um, cosmic seeds, I just happen to have these success seeds, and they were produced by uh, a company, Universal Cosmic Seeds, um, Productive Perceptions, Golden, Colorado. And it says... Planting instructions. Where to plant? Plant in a creative soil of mind. Can be sown anytime, anywhere. Earlier and larger crops when planted now. So we always want to plant in the now, not in the future, not someday, but now. How to plant? Plant the seed in the present and first person. Do not scatter seed. Do not scatter our thoughts all over the place, but place with convictions into the creative soil. Now we want to fertilize. We want to fertilize with imagination. 
We want to water these seeds with belief. And we know that uh, they will be protected from any irritants by the degree of love, the degree of love. So we're going to treat with love. And we know that that love brings them into manifestation. And just in honor of um, just such a beautiful soul, Ram Das. See if I can find his little quote that I had. Well, it would be just like Ram Das to do this to me in front of all these people. <laughs> so God bless Ram Das and the love that he spoke about, always coming from that place of heart in that love. Thank you for listening to the Mile High Church podcast. This podcast is made possible by the generous contributions from listeners like you. If you'd like to make a donation, visit us at milehighchurch.org.